0: Hi, I'm Jason Delray, Senior Editor of Commerce at Recode. Thanks for listening to Recode Replay. Here's an interview from the 2018 edition of An Evening with Code Commerce, which we held in March at Shop Talk in Las Vegas. Kara Swisher and I talked to Jennifer Hyman, the co-founder and CEO of Rent the Runway. Let's take a listen.
1: Coming up now, we have Jen Hyman and uh, Jason Delray is coming back with us. Come on up. You want any cheesecake?
0: Am I on?
2: Yeah. Can you hear me? It's better than what a man. <laughs> I was worried that that was going to come on for me. <laughs> hey, was it? Oh, do you get that? That was the first. No, it was the oh, first was interstitial with.
1: That's so narc in the oh. me too frame of mind. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Scaramucci again. Um, so uh, what
0: crush you have?
1: I don't have a crush on him. It was just a really good interview. That's, That's so, so weird.
0: I okay. do not have
1: a crush on him. I do not.
0: Well, we're super excited to have Jennifer Hyman, who's the co-founder and CEO of Rent the Runway. Um, so a lot of people in the audience probably know Rent the Runway as the place that women have gone over the last couple of years, how many years, seven, eight years? Eight and a half. Eight and a half years um, to to rent that amazing designer dress for a special event, yes. right? Over the last two years, and we'll touch on that, but over the last two years, you've built out a couple of different subscription offerings that I think have even, it sounds like from a previous chat we had, have surpassed your expectations. Can you quickly explain what what those are?
2: Yeah, so when I started the company, I really had this vision that the closet was moving into the cloud and that if you imagine the closet in the future, a large portion of it, I think over 50%, would be filled with things that you don't have to own forever. So there was always a vision that I had to launch a subscription to fashion, but eight and a half years ago, people had never rented clothes before. So the easiest consumer value proposition to launch the company with was rent a dress for a special occasion, because every woman could open her closet and feel that icky feeling of the dress that she bought and she only wore once. Wanted to use kind of the reverse logistics infrastructure that we built to power new products, and one was this subscription to fashion. So, I spent a year with a subscription in beta because I didn't really know what that meant. What is a subscription to fashion?
0: And I hear closet in the cloud, and I am still get a little confused. So, but you, I'll let you. I'll so, let you explain what we it
2: learned was. from our own customers, our customers were saying to us, you know, it's really great that you let me rent the runway for a wedding that I have or a gala, but the main thing that I do in my life, five out of seven days a week, is I work. And there's an enormous financial burden that's placed on me of getting dressed for work every single day. Can you make rental a key part of my professional wardrobe? So when we launched the subscription to fashion, we completely changed the inventory that we had on Rent the Runway so that women could rent for work And now our business has moved from serving the customer four times a year for those special occasions to now she's using us 150 days of the year. So she's wearing an outfit that is rented as opposed to something that is in her closet or something that she purchased. 150 days. What's
0: what's that number represent? That's the average?
2: That's the average subscriber is using us 150 days a year. So, of course, there are some that are using us more. And some less. How many pieces
1: does that represent? Meaning, they say this week I want these clothes. They come back. Can you just? What's the usage?
2: So the way that the model works is, you pay a monthly fee. You receive four pieces. Which is which is which is one fifty nine. Right. You receive four pieces at a time, and you could swap them an unlimited number of times throughout the month. And what we find is that she just wants more. So. The only complaint that we hear amongst people that, let's say, churn from our program is, can I get more outfits at a time? Can I get more pieces at a time? And can you get them to me quicker? Which was fascinating to me that, like, the number one reason for churn is I like this so much that I want to do it 200 days a year instead of 150 days a year. So
0: these women are not, they're not renting four items and wearing them several times. They're basically wearing each once and then wanna turn, turn it around?
2: Well, the customer herself is in control. So if she gets a leather jacket from us, she might keep it for a few weeks. This dress I'm gonna to return tomorrow and get something new. So everything it's on its own rotating cycle. And we, we enable her to swap things however frequently she wants.
1: So under the concept, what do people actually own? Like a pair of jeans and a t-shirt? or what, Or is that something that you look into going into? So what is the what is the larger conceptual so, idea that people so in, don't just have future, like basics? In the future,
2: in the future, if you our customers who have the subscription to fashion, they still buy clothes, but when they purchase clothes, they're thinking about pieces that actually they'll invest in a piece that they will wear many many times. I mean, think of the fact that the highest growth areas of this 2.4 trillion dollar industry over the last 30 years has been the growth of fast fashion. So businesses like H&M and Zara. Fast fashion is a rental business because when you go into a store and buy something for $9.99 and you know that it'll fall apart after you wear it once or you know that you're going to buy something trendy from Zara that you're only going to wear once or twice, you're going into the, the shopping experience knowing that you're renting. So all I'm doing is making the rental process more sustainable, more efficient, and actually providing more value to the customer than her having to purchase all of these items per year.
0: So I read way more Rent the Runway subscription, uh, subscriber reviews than I thought I ever would in my life to prep for this. But one of the biggest, you know, there was a lot of positive. Um, when there was some negative, the number one thing was, man, if I'm paying $159 a month, I wanna I want to get my money's worth and I wanna tur- turn it over as much as possible. And there was, you know, according to these reviews, some a lack of predictability sometimes in when I return this and order something new, when I'm actually going to get that back. Yeah. So how do you? It, it sounds like that is a challenge. And
2: yeah. then how
0: do you how do you overcome that?
2: Yeah, the business itself, what we've built over the last eight and a half years, is a proprietary reverse logistics platform. It's an operations company, and we need to get her clothing in perfect condition as quickly as possible. What she wants is overwhelming value. Clearly, if she's paying $159 a month, she wants to use us 20 days of the month instead of the 13 days of the month that she's using us today. So again, that's more a positive to me of, okay, how do I get it to her quicker? For instance, we're opening up a new mega facility in Dallas so that we could reach the entire West Coast um, with right, one day, now,
0: right now, you're where, where's your facility? Right now,
2: our facility is in Secaucus, New Jersey, so our East Coast customers have a quicker turnaround time than our West Coast customers. That'll be solved this year. There's a lot we're doing to get her more. And I wouldn't be surprised if, in, if in a few months we're even offering her more units at a time as opposed to four. She's already expressed that interest that four isn't enough.
0: And that would come at a different price point, potentially? Or do you think you'd, you could build that into the current model?
2: We're, we're seeing this as how can we really change her behavior forever. So the way to create that stickiness is to offer the overwhelming value. So ideally, we could give her more units without increasing the price. If you think about Amazon Prime and the likelihood that I'm ever going to stop paying for it is very, very low they keep on providing more and more benefit to me so the other way that we provide more benefit is we add new categories so this year we launched maternity as part of subscription we launched denim which i never thought would work before i mean i thought who would ever rent jeans but they will rent Tara. really they will rent. <laughs> they will rent really These jeans, trendy are rented right jeans right now. or you know various editorial types of jeans so like
1: editorial jeans
2: like this season, right. really wide leg jeans or culottes or overalls were in Jeez, style. You're so overalls right now are huge on yeah. our site because you might not want to buy a pair of overalls. You should rent
1: mine. I have them from the 70s. <laughs> I have
2: mine from high school. Yeah.
1: Last time I wore
0: them, I was pregnant.
2: Um,
1: I
0: used to do the one strap thing. Sorry.
2: <laughs> All right. I
1: did too. <laughs> Fashion tips. Fashion tips from Jason Del Rey is a is a podcast Last, that just yeah. popped into my brain. Okay, um, so, so that'll be popular. So when you when you're thinking, how is the other than the, then the oh, actually I have two questions. So when you're thinking of this idea of, of wanting to own versus rent, I know you you referenced a tweet I just gave uh, that I just did about Stitch yeah. Fix, which I've been trying. Jason made me try it. Um, I don't think I did. but I think you did because we're also having Katrina's coming. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I've tried it, and they never get me right. They never. It's like fast, fantastic how badly they get me. Um, And so every month I send back everything, like because it's always I'm not sure who they're thinking about. So then this month somehow they suddenly got me, and I kept three of the things they got. And the note I got from Ginger, my stylist, um, said, "We've decided you're androgynous and simple." You can go see the picture of it, which is insulting but accurate. So, so, but now that you're thinking renting, I think that's even better. Like when I think about it. So what? Like how do? You, how is it? Is it a fashion forward customer? Because you had fashion forward customers, and it's quite obviously, I'm not fashion forward. Um, but
0: what? You're perfect. Perfect. You the way.
1: I know I'm androgynous and simple. Um, so, that's my new. That's the name so of my brand. So
2: our overall customer base. Is fashion-forward, ex- right? No, it's ex- is extremely diverse. So we have eight and a half million customers. Um, That's who, over
0: since, since oh, you started? since
2: we started. And those women represent 50% live in kind of urban cities, 50% do not, a whole range of household incomes. Our subscribers currently, who are paying $159 a month, are um, from the 75 million professional women in this country that spend thousands of dollars a year getting dressed for work. So actually 98% of our subscribers have a job and work every day. So that's really who we're going after with Rent the Runway Unlimited. But we recently launched an $89 subscription price point and we're seeing that the customers who are subscribing to that are more in line with who our traditional customer is, which is like some of them work, some of them are wealthy, some of them are not wealthy, some of them live in rural areas. So it's really about offering products that meet her needs. So what are they
1: subscribing? I'm trying to get the idea of what are they so what are they wanting? Get? What, what do they
2: want? You mean from rent, run through runway? Yeah. Like what do you?
1: What? Do you, what are the, what's the interest
2: in? Every day wearing something new, okay. and having six hundred thousand different styles that you can choose for and choose from, and those styles are constantly being added to. So if today I'm wearing this dress and tomorrow I am going to be in more casual clothes and then the next day I want another outfit you know something we're already exhibiting via buying the behavior of quantity over quality so in 1990 Americans bought 40 articles of clothing per year in 2017 they bought 68 articles of clothing per year so we're buying more we want more variety. We want the psychological self-confidence that comes from wearing something new. And this is just a much more affordable and sustainable way to do that.
0: So in late, in late 2016, you raised a $60 million investment from Fidelity. At the time, I think you told me, or more recently, yeah. that you had launched a subscription at the time, but you had told them, your investors, essentially, you should be investing on the core business. This subscription thing is... We're we not sure we're not we sure what it's, it's going to work be. so how big give us some idea how big that business is today compared to the You know, we are a bunch of friends or drinks around
2: <laughs> <laughs> So I think about subscriber growth and that's the metric I'm obsessed with our subscribers are up 150% year-over-year year and that number is increasing every month. It's going to be this month is its two-year anniversary And in terms of revenue, it's growing at double the clip of Netflix in its early years. And this year, it'll be the far majority of our revenue. So
0: Subscription will be the majority of your overall revenue.
2: Yeah. So as our core business continues to grow, subscription is growing much quicker. But more importantly, our core business is a business that someone uses a few times a year. This is a business that you're using 150 times a year today, and maybe more in the future, as a real substitution to shopping. So our subscribers are telling us that they're shopping 80% less when they have this subscription to fashion, and-
0: We should tell Eric Eric, Norch, I think Eric left, but. (laughs) How does that work with, I mean, you really, so your belief is that, buying long, that this is not a fringe idea long-term?
2: No, I mean, look at the success and growth of the re-commerce players, like ThreadUp and the RealReal. That's another form of rental. It's just a longer-term rental. If you buy a handbag and then a year later you sell it on ThreadUp, you've rented that bag for a year. So if you have that ability to monetize, to constantly rotate, which companies like Rent the Runway and up have been offering, you'll take it. And millions and millions of customers are adopting this behavior.
1: Is that be a business you're in also?
2: The business of? Oh, the real real, for example. Reselling. Reselling. I think, you know, one of the things that we are launching right now is we've developed this incredible logistics platform. And what we found is that rental, first of all, provides much higher ROI on inventory because you can rent things over the course of many years and make higher return, and that it opens up entirely new customers to brands. So right now we're opening up our platform to brands and retailers and enabling them to use rental as a new revenue stream for their companies, gain those customers, so to be able to market to those customers, and gain really important data on what she's wearing, what she likes about it, what she doesn't like about it, what she's wearing it to, so the context with which someone wears something is really important. I mean, we fundamentally are the only retailer in the world that actually know, did she wear it or not? A lot of retailers know sell-through rate. Like, so Stitch Fix knows that you now have purchased three items of clothing from the box that you received. But they're not gonna know if you end up wearing those items, how many times you wear them. Did you love it, did you like it, or was it just okay? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you might have a high sell-through rate as a retailer on a specific style, but very low loyalty.
1: But you are also saying to retailers, you don't need as many items sold because one of their, their so businesses were... is predicated on selling more, and you're saying reuse the same clothing over and over again.
2: Yeah, I think that we buy way too much stuff. Rent the runway is very simple. We're trying to get customers to buy less stuff.
0: So you go. That you're... is what
2: the value set of this business is. And when you do buy stuff, buy better. Invest in products from Nordstrom that actually. You'll have five years from now or 10 years from now. Stop shopping at H&M. Stop shopping at cheap stores that are producing things with, you know, cheap labor mm-hmm. that are just gonna sit in the back of your closet anyway.
0: My uniglo sweater sweater lasted <laughs> about. <laughs> couple of years. I have an amazing dry cleaner. Keeps patching it up. Yeah. Dry dry cleaning is important. You're not a a fan. Jason, Uh, that
1: is a pathetic story. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I am full of them. No, no, you look great. (laughs) Um, Just that point you were just making, because I I, want to make sure we just hit it on the head. So I think what you're saying is, you're now, are you out pitching retailers saying, put a rental button on your website and we'll handle behind the scenes
2: how that happens?
0: Is that... Is that? Are you a software we're, and logistics provider on top of what you're doing? We are certainly
2: going into that business. We're already doing that with some of the brands that we work with. So we work with 550 brands. They're, we're not only just buying their inventory wholesale, but we're also enabling them to test new collections with us, to launch new collections with us. see how they work. See how they work, get data early before they make an investment as a brand in launching it. We're saying to brands, hey, before you put something on Markdown, just give it to us. Like, never go on Markdown again, because we can make higher ROI through that inventory and renting it than you can make via your Markdown channels. So our own 550 brands are now using us in multiple different ways, as opposed to the traditional way, which was we bought your inventory, we rented it out, and we acted like every other account so what, you had
1: what else would people if this is working you talk maternity clothes what would the best sellers in this renting would be <laughs> work clothes right is that correct
2: yeah work clothes but as offices have become business casual you know that means anything mm-hmm. work clothes means a sweater it could mean jeans it could mean in some more formal places it could mean a dress mm-hmm. so it's really about the diversity of Clothing that we're offering.
0: So, you know, eight and a half years old, still a private company though. Just launched a subscription two years ago. You still have the events business. We're going to get to revenue numbers at some point. I know. I know you want to give those out. Um, <laughs> why go? And now you're talking about being sort of back end rental white label service for other retailers. It that seems like a, like a lot of things to do at the same time? Like, Why do that when you're having so much success with the other two things and they're still pretty, the the subscription is pretty young? Is it not much extra work or how do you think about that?
2: At this point, we've raised $210 million and that capital has gone towards building out proprietary technology and to building out reverse logistics. What is reverse logistics? It means that we're in the 100% returns business and when we get back clothing, From customers, we can turn it around and to new customers in a 12-hour period. So with a zero-day turnaround time. So we've also discovered over the eight and a half years that this is driving millions of new customers into brands. So 98% of our customers are renting from brands they've never bought before. So it it is a pure play customer acquisition channel. So we already have the platform set up. We know that brands actually are feeling a lot of pressure right now. There's a lot of competition for them. There's competition from Amazon. There's competition from Zara and H&M. There's competition from the resale markets. So we're saying, here's a new revenue stream for you that not only gives you money, but it gives you customers and it also gives you data. And it's, it's turnkey. So I think because it's not easy because it actually took us eight and a half years to get here. But now that we're here, why not actually do more for the brands that we work with?
1: So you're, you're a very hands-on. I mean, at this turnaround takes a lot of people. One of the areas of interest for me lately has been the future of work and how people do it. Can you talk about AI automation in this area? Is there How, how, how big an opportunity is that for you, and how do you think about your labor force?
2: Well, there are some elements of automation in our distribution facility, the, and the places where we automate are the things that everyone does anyway. So the pick, pack, and ship process is fairly standardized amongst many different retailers. That's not special for us. So our automation is in that part of our process. But components of our process, like our dry cleaning process, seamstresses, leather repair, spotting, our inbound process, our quality control process, I don't see that that is going to be automated ever, potentially.
1: And what about using AI to understand the trends that, or can you do that? Because fashion's
2: notoriously
1: difficult to to decide, to figure out.
2: We already use, I think AI is an overused word and I don't really know what it means. It means artificial (laughs) (laughs) intelligence. But what we do do is we've used data from the very beginning of the company to figure out what people want to wear. Mm -hmm. And that has dramatically helped us defray inventory risk. And actually, inventory for us, we've turned it from a liability into an asset for the business. Now, okay, everyone says that. Mm -hmm. That's no different than what Stitch Fix says, than what Nordstrom says. The difference is, I'm now, Dressing you 150 days of the year. You tell me that you're pregnant before you tell your relatives because you want your carousels on your one-to-one personalized homepage to be personalized to you, not only based on fit, not only based on style, but based on the context of your life. I know that you know one of my customers right now. She's in Vegas, and and Rent Runway knows that I'm going to Miami this weekend. Because we're continuously pinging our customers for new information about them, and they give us that data, because they, then we give them personalized curation, and that personalized curation is even more important in a company you're coming to 150 days of the year. No one wants to spend, if you're a subscriber, more than two minutes on our site, and two minutes is too much. Like we have to get you in and out, picking your next units in like, seconds. And things like that. seconds. So we're trying to give you as much personal personalization as possible, and that is all about data.
0: We're in Q and A Q&A time, and Jen has a flight to catch, so we could do like one or two questions. I'm sure we have a couple of smart ones here. You do have a flight to catch. Yes. Okay. We're being serious. Um, is this one coming out?
2: Yeah. Oh, it's Thank Andy you. Dunn. Oh. That's going to be a good question.
0: Just wondering. Please, what your, please, please tell us who you are. Your Q4 results. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm Andy, co-founder of Bonobos question for you, Jen you've navigated so many eras of Rent the Runway so well so many different things I've seen you go through what's the biggest leadership insight you've had recently so call it the last year or two years something you didn't know even three or four years ago
2: wow, that is a great question I think the I don't know if this is an insight, but the team, people think that the team is the most important asset at the beginning of a company when you're founding it. I think the team and every single leadership hire that we make across the board is even more important now as a 1,200 person company. The other thing that is critical in this world of Me Too, in this world of the fact that there's no diversity in tech and in this in the startup industry. I think that one insight that I have is that, the val- that diversity is a value set and it's something that founders either exhibit from the very beginning of their company. If you're not diverse when you're a 10 person company, you're never gonna be able to be diverse when you're a 1200 person company because no one wants to be the minority. So I'm actually really proud looking backwards that we had that value set at the beginning. And honestly, it wasn't hard for us to be diverse. We were diverse as a 10-person company along gender, ethnic, racial, sexual orientation lines. And that's enabled us to be even more diverse today. Why do you think that is? I think that it's actually, we've always hired the best people. And those best people are women and people of color and people who are gay and also white men too. And Is that a new hashtag? But, White men too. Hashtag. White men too. But
1: <laughs> that's every day happens, of my life.
2: It, it honestly, it hasn't been hard for us at all. So when other people say, whether they're investors or whether they're founders of companies or CEOs, that it's hard for them to achieve diversity in their teams or on their leadership, I don't think they're trying. I think it's complete BS. Yep, I agree with you on that
1: one. Thank you. Thank you. That was a great question. Thank you do
2: one more um hi i'm michelle grant i'm with your monitor international and i'm curious as to how does fit play into the subscription process with so many designers different sizing processes how do you get someone to trust you to be their wardrobe every month when they may not know what they're ordering actually fits and looks good on them so interestingly when you do something 150 times a year the relative friction behind every individual time you use us is lower your fear about fit is lower because if you get a sweater today from us and you don't like it you could return it and you can get something new the next day so but you got
0: to nail the next time then. As, no
2: no we're finding that with our with our subscription business fit is actually not as big of an issue as it is in our events business. So think about even like the music industry, Spotify. We now have an engine where we can discover whatever we want to listen to. If there's a song that I'm listening to that I don't like, I just press pause and I listen to the next song. And I don't feel angry at Spotify that I didn't like that Drake song. So it's the exact same thing that we find. You
0: don't wait four days for it though, right?
2: Well, you're getting something the next day from us. So it's not like you're waiting four days. And you already, again, have three other pieces at home. So it's not that you're left with something, you're left in a situation with nothing to wear. So in a sense, subscription is about bounty, it's about continuous variety, trial. And for you as a customer, the reason why you love it is you can try anything. If you normally wear black, which a lot of women do, because it's a rational thing to own. Our most popular color last spring on our site was yellow. Everyone wanted to wear yellow because it's something you want to wear versus something you want to own. And we're the first company in the world that has separated wearing from owning. Women want to wear clothes. They want to wear constant newness in clothes. They don't necessarily want to buy all of those clothes. What about for
1: Jason for subscription?
0: Man, I've been waiting.
2: I know. Do you see that? I think that there's such a massive opportunity globally for women and that's what Sorry, we're going to be focused on. All right. <laughs> and you can stick with Uniqlo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think and
2: on that note,
1: that's Ooh, that was warm. a good that's burn. Yeah,
2: Bonobos. Let's upgrade yeah. you. Yeah. Let's upgrade you. That was I, an
1: ugly burn by
0: Jen. I think that's wow. uh, a perfect way well will <laughs> we'll, we'll let you make your flight, hopefully. Thank, Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Thank Jen. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for listening to this episode of Recode Replay. If you liked it, then make sure to check out the other Recode Radio podcasts. Recode Decode, Recode Media, and Too Embarrassed to Ask. You can find those shows wherever you found this one. Thanks to our editor, Joel Robbie and our producer, Eric Johnson. Special thanks to Golda, Arthur, and Jelani Carter. For full coverage of An Evening with Code Commerce and all the other Recode events, visit recode.net.